Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Becky Left the Chat, scheduled for one fall feed. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hello! And we are here today talking about September, part two, 92. A couple Superstars episodes. You ready to get into this, Jen? Superstars. How you doing right now? You ready? I'm doing okay. Okay. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I want to make sure that we did watch the same Superstars episodes, right? Like, these were filmed in Hershey, PA. We did watch the correct ones, right? Because this episode (laughs) is a supernova of an episode. It has all of the regular things that happen in one of our Superstars episodes, except it has what may be the match of the year, what is definitely the costume of the year, what is definitely the worst dress of the year, and what is definitely the winner and loser of the week? Just all the way around. I mean, I'm ready to hear all about it. All right, let's get into it. We will start with September 19th, 1992. We are uh, going to be treated. Again, we are at Hershey, Pennsylvania, Hershey Park Arena. We uh, are going to be treated to a uh, two-parter here showing the same video of Macho Man. Same promo. Macho Man, he's stumbling. He's hurt. He hurt his leg. But we're going to get the (laughs) Ultimaniacs. He's going to unite with the Ultimate Warrior, his -hmm. true friend, who Mm -hmm. helped him out after he lost the title. Yeah. He's going to give him all the energy. Together, we are going to be able to take down the Unholy Alliance that is Ric Flair. (laughs) The Unholy Alliance that is... Well, you you have Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. yeah, And you have Mr. Perfect. Bobby Heenan. Yeah. And somehow Razor Ramon. I mean... I mean, come on. If I was Razor Ramon and I was new to the World Wrestling Federation, I would gravitate towards Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Fuck yeah, rise True. right to the top. I mean, heels for life. Uh, we had a couple matches here. We had Bret Hart against Glenn Ruth. We had uh, Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry going up against his man, Russ Greenberg. Ross, Ross. I got Russ. Oh, I wonder what it really is, because we both, I'm, I copied and pasted the matches from a website. Oh. Uh, I think it is Ross Greenberg. We had uh, Tatanka against the Mountie. Yeah, that was like a, a real match. That was a real match. Yeah, yeah, that was like an eight minute match. That was like a real, yeah. a real deal match. Um, ending, of course, with the shock stick nonsense. We had Nails against Kerry Davis. And we had Kamala against uh, Tony DeVito. I'm going to give you a hint. Mm. All the things I said at the top. Don't happen this week. This is just a normal week. We're building some of our rivalries. What are you talking? Oh, with the... With the with the best, worst, and everything else. We're just building all of our rivalries, right? We're, we're building towards our Survivor Series. What are, you, are you talking about all those things happen next week? I'm talking. You are stuck in this room recording with me. And when we get there, you will so immediately confused. know. And then you'll it'll all ding and it'll all make sense. What kind of promos do we have this week? Um, The September 12th one. We had a big boss man promo. Right. We had Rick Martell just talking about how great he is, but he lost his feathers. No feathers. Yep. So I guess that's gone. Um, Virgil's coming after Ray's Ramon. Mm-hmm. Razor's just oozing machismo on his promo. It's nothing. I mean, aside from the main promo, which is Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, in the stadium with Mean Gene. I mean, really didn't get any, like, 
anything to write home about, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. So we're we're three weeks out from SummerSlam, right? Just happened. Mm-hmm. We're building towards our Survivor Series, which, as we know, uh, as part of the Big Four, back here we're gonna actually have to have uh, teams. So we're trying to build out a heel team, trying to build out, you know, two tag teams that are going to get together. So we do have to kind of build these little rivalries to create our teams, right? Yeah. Nothing else really that I think stands out here. I think it's just kind of simple, clean, just building towards our next episode, which is September 26th. Yeah, at least we get one good match. We do get this Tonka Mountie match. I mean, it was entertaining. Mount, Mountie made fun of his dance, and then he responds by really doing his dance and then winning. And then the shock stick bullstick. Bull, bullstick! Yeah. The shock bullstick? Oh, man. The shock bullstick. Anything else you want to add on this one? I mean, are you going to talk about the Randy Savage Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it into the next one as okay. we get into it. Okay. So in Bye. So we end this episode with... Macho Man. Oh, I did want to talk about one thing, and I'm sorry. I okay. totally spaced That's fine. on it. Um, during Bret Hart's match against Glenn Ruth, they have a little promo by Papa Shanga where he comes in and basically uh, takes responsibility for Bret Hart losing the IC strap. Right. Basically said he cast a spell on him and that's why he lost. So it's kind of just setting up a rivalry, you know, further setting up that rivalry. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Gen A. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- there wasn't, again, we're just, we're building those little Survivor Series uh, moments that we might, we might get payoffs we might have. But we end this episode, which is then kind of will be open with the next episode of Superstars 2, replaying it. And I think they replay it almost in its entirety again. In a promo there with Mr. Mooney, but we have Macho Man cutting a promo, talking to me and Gene, talking to all of his people. Well, first we get a British Bulldog Barry Hardy match. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Macho Man promo right now. Okay, but you said the next episode starts with that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It starts with a but, Bulldog match. And actually, it starts with Mr. Perfect dressed like a Hershey kiss. Okay. Well, here's the Macho Man situation. The Macho Man, visibly limping. <laughs> it's so much. Oh, my. Has been obviously shooken up from all of the activities that have occurred against Ric Flair and losing his title. that man an Emmy. And again, speaking to all of his macho maniacs, speaking to all of his people, he gets the ultimate warrior there, gives him the glasses, almost imbuing him with the ultimate power of Mm -hmm. all the maniacs. Together, he is going to be the number one contender. And he's going to be able to, with, with their fan bases combined. Right. And Macho Man's wearing an Ultimate Warrior, like, I don't know, scarf around his knee where his He's knee ready. hurts. Yeah, because he helped them. Like yeah, a knee so pad they're thing. wearing each other's um, gear. So, they got that. This is the energy we have yeah. going into the next week. Again, we're greeted with Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. wearing, as Jen was referencing, a Hershey Kiss hat. So, when this... Episode started. Did you think he's wearing a tinfoil hat? At first, I, I was did like, not. is there some kind of weird conspiracy thing going on at this time? And I was really like, ooh, why is he wearing a tinfoil hat? And then I saw the Hershey, like, uh, rapper sitting That dad like, joke would have landed so hard if I, if, like, if I didn't know that they were all in Hershey, Pennsylvania, right? And so if I was a kid and saw that, I would have been like, huh? And then I would have got, ah, oh, good joke. Because I knew they were in Hershey, uh-huh. Pennsylvania from the week before uh-huh. and a few weeks out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get a couple jokes. We get the British Bulldog mm-hmm. defeating Barry Hardy. We get Papa Shango, which pretty cool tattoo opportunity I did see there. I thought that was pretty cool, the Papa Shango logo. Are you going to get that as a tattoo? No. Is that what you're suggesting? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's cool. Like, I just, it looked like, like what would be a cool flash tattoo. I think you called it a cool tattoo, and then you were like, I meant to say logo. That's what happened when we watched it. Yeah. But, but now, I, I, now I'm actually beginning to think that you meant to say tattoo, and you want to get the Papa Shango logo as a tattoo. It's pretty And cool you're just tattoo. not comfortable admitting it yet. Yeah, it's a pretty cool skull tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the winner of everything, the Comet Kid. The Comet mm-hmm. Kid. Who used a jump pack to get up the stairs... By pressing a button so it did some steam, but they filmed him from, <laughs> like, jumping up. Mm-hmm. He defeated our boy Barry Horowitz. I know. Like, how do you have a worse jobber beating a job? It doesn't even make any sense. The comic kid's outfit was terrible. The noises he was making when he was wrestling <laughs> were terrible. He's barely on any pay-per-views. Jen, what the fuck was that? That was Kato. Un real like this is the first time during our rewatch that we had one of these things like pop up where you're like oh it's quang you're like what it's just like a thing where you're like i don't understand why you're here and what this is you win all the things because it doesn't make sense we're gonna get a plumber one day we're, we're gonna have our duke the dumpster Josie sightings like this is just the... duke sticks around he does long fucking time but i mean the comic kid yeah it's a long... what was this it's like, it's so over the top, but you could tell that outfit is so thought out uh-huh. and so detailed. Uh-huh. Shit's wild. It's like... it's like I was rooting for Barry. I was, too. I always do. Every now and again, they come out with something so bad shit crazy. And it's so bad <laughs> that it just doesn't work on any level. <laughs> and this was it. You're like the comic kid. Yeah. I mean, it just got me so excited to think about, you know... We were coming up to record this episode. We're like, ah, oh, we're not going to have a ton to talk about because there's not really a lot that happened. Mm-mm. But we did get the comic kid. And I'm telling you, he's definitely my newcomer of the year. Oh, God. Best dressed. <laughs> worst dressed. Best gimmick. Worst gimmick. Everything. It was so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I can't <laughs> believe that you didn't uh, enjoy it as much as I did. No, but... I didn't. Because I think we were watching it and you had like your iPad and I was like, please look, please look, please look, please look. I just watched him going up the stairs. Like he just, they, they just filmed, they just didn't film his legs as he walked up the stairs. And it's, he's also Kato. Uh-huh. He will become Max Moon. Mm-hmm. This is just a little flash in the pan of this look for him, but. Um... It's wonderful. Yeah. Comic kid. Then we had our, our boy <laughs> Razor Ramon defeating Nick Tarantino. Mm-hmm. The big boss man against Bruce Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And the nasty boys against Akita Webb and Bobby Perez. They nasty. What kind of promos do we have this week? We had an interview with Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Um, talking more about how their plan B worked out. And I still can't stop <laughs> thinking about a plan B bill. Um, there was a promo, uh, with Shawn Michaels where he's coming at the bulldog, you know, saying he got the IC strap and it was really his opportunity and he took it and now he's coming for him to get a strap. Um, I think you mentioned they show the entire formation of the Ultimate Maniacs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see that and, uh, 
yeah, I mean, it was pretty, um, yeah. Our sponsors are still Echo Pro. Oh, yeah. Sean Mooney still in that indiscriminate studio. Yes. Giving you what appears to be live cuts of yes. various different people. <laughs> it, it just, Jen, Comic Kid. Yeah, you really like the Comic Kid. I just don't understand it. Like, I see, like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> I just don't want to see anything about this. I didn't as a kid, and I don't as an adult. And I can understand why it only lasted, like, one thing. But, man, it was wild. Yeah. Um, The big takeaway that I got, actually, we were talking about it, was I enjoyed the fact that our memories sometimes take some of this stuff and they compartmentalize who's with who. So I completely forgot that Razor Ramon is with Ric Flair and around Ric Flair and like cuts a promo with Macho Man. That they were ever like around. Like at I the just same forgot time. that they yeah. were there at the same time in yeah. a way that they were actually like um, in sort of little feuds. So th- I thought that was really fun. It was fun to see Razor Ramon throw his toothpick at Macho Man. Like I just never remembered that happening. So yeah, getting to see it again was pretty cool. I don't think I knew that happened. Yeah, it's just so random because it's just a short period of time like i always lump razor ramon in with you know bret hart and Shawn michaels and all those guys Mm -hmm, me too i do not lump him in with that older or that you know a little bit older generation but it's funny too because you say that and i feel the same way but bret hart and Shawn michaels are there so it's kind of like i know it's funny you know it's strange it's it's very strange Mm -hmm. like who you think of when you think of your you know your top 10 people and you're like oh because this is this is when you Discovered it and watched it. Because I think you, like, tend to remember things, as like you you said, kind of, like, in little compartments. Um, even history and just kind of, like, everything. Like, you think of the 50s, you think about poodle skirts, right? You think of the 60s, you think about hippies. But all these things existed at the same time at some point and kind of, like, blended together. And it's the same thing with this, right? Like, mm-hmm. the older crew is still there and it's kind of blending into the new guys and they're kind of taking over and slowly more people are getting integrated and it's just it's never that like okay all this stops all these guys leave and all these guys come in it's it yeah it's fluid it was pretty interesting to see that because i remembered when it's like an ombre okay i think that's a hair thing (laughs) um but yeah because when we first started watching it i remember watching it we first started kind of with the Raws and just the pay-per-views. So the pay-per-views, you see the people, but there's no, you know, storyline really there. You're finishing a storyline. Whereas with the Raws, it's like, that's where you were building the storylines. And when we watched it, Macho Man was a commentator. So every, you know, once every couple yeah. episodes or something, he may be involved in a show. But he was really a commentator and would come out for those special, you know, spe- like a Royal Rumble or something like that. But he wasn't really all the way in. So you just kind of forget that, like, there was this time where he did have it. He was at the top, then Ric Flair to get it, and Razor Ramon was circling around. It was it was a lot of fun to kind of watch those last few beats play out right now, because by the time, you know, a couple more episodes here, we'll be into the Survivor Series, like the run up to it, and then we're gonna get the Royal Rumble. So it's uh, pretty interesting to see where all this is gonna go, because again, we the beef stroganoff we just ate mm. uh, left a lot to be desired. In terms of storyline. And it really appears that you have a lot of people here that, that you can get some good payoffs in the next couple months. Yeah, it's going to be fun um, when we do like the year wrap up, which should be, you know, maybe a couple months. Yeah. Um, to like compare where 
everything was back in January with where everything's going to be at the end of the year. Because it's like almost a completely different cast. Everybody's in a different position. Like, you know. So let me ask you this. Yes. Who was your best dress? (laughs) The comic kid. The comic kid. Close second is Barry Horowitz, who really has such... <laughs> he just has the energy I need. And I wish he made it bigger, because he's just... <laughs> Barry Horowitz, in the one time when they do have all of them, and they push them a little, he is just so my favorite. Because whenever you'd see him, you're like, huh. Yeah, I but just loved him. Even when you watch these older ones, though, he's coming out, and he's like getting in the guy's face, and mm-hmm. he has charisma, and he's good. And I'm like, man... By far the best job. It just never, yeah. yeah, it just never, you know, but it was always right there on the cusp. Yeah. Him and the Broken Brawler. I always like the Broken Brawler, too, because I'm just like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He was, he doesn't, this is, here he is. He's like, I'm just here to fight. And you're like, no, no, I get it. You're, you're calling yourself a brawler. Like, I know you're here to fight. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. you like the Yankees. Like, we, we understand what you're here for. We get what you are. But you did get the card that this is like, not really fighting. This is like entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like the fighting. No, you didn't get that. Doesn't, yeah, he's like, I just want to brawl. I don't even want to yeah, do any yeah. wrestling moves. Yeah. So, oh, man. My worst dressed or best hair. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the comic kid. Yeah. But if not, I would give it to Ray Flair because, I mean, he just deserves it. He's the world's champion. He is the world's champion. He cuts a wonderful promo. Woo. Uh, I did love when Mr. Perfect, quote unquote, left the announce, the announce table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go then be a part of the promo. He always does. It's the best. Always my favorite. Always the self-awareness to be like, all right, I'm going to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, always so yeah. good to just be like, I mean, when I was a kid, I definitely thought they were there. 100%. For everything all the time. 100%. Yeah. When we first started rewatching, I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how just like how cheesy this whole thing was. Because you just, you could see it now. And then just then, oh my god everything was cheesy like everywhere so you were just accustomed to things being really corny you know and there was just no but there was also like it it was such like a a a time where like anything you couldn't find the answers to anything right so like any sort of magic tricks or any sort of like you could never find the answers to anything no you would relatively easy so you wouldn't know any of the tricks they were doing or how they were putting this all together you would have no idea right unless you were in that industry or knew someone directly related to it yeah or knew about like dirt sheets and like hotlines you could call to find out about all this secret stuff or or like the real non-kayfabe stuff going on and um Hopefully the information you got was real, right? Like so. Yeah, you were trying to get all that, and then also mm-hmm. how they were just slicing things together, and all the production, like what was going into creating these scenes that you were seeing. Yeah. Right, because if someone did say what happened out of the Hershey Park show before the Hershey Park show, you would have already known that Ric Flair had won mm-hmm. before you even watched that first one. Yeah. So just that that time before information spread just allowed you to do stuff like this, and to, and to keep that illusion pretty quickly that. You're not sitting in a green screen cutting this by just being like, Mr. Perfect, you need to leave right, right now right? because you need to go and we need to be showing you in a second. Yeah. So it was fun. That's how they had enough time to come up with all those trout jokes. Oh my God. On Sunny was, Trout. That was wonderful. Those <laughs> dad jokes were so good when the Undertaker the smoked it. We forgot about the Undertaker too. He did drop a, uh, a promo with Paul Bear, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, which was did. actually probably my favorite promo to be honest because it's just 
he is at a place where he's just starting to really be his own attraction and his own show where it's kind of like before we had like the undertaker get involved with Jake, the snake and like tangentially kind of like be around the top. Now he's going to just be in this world where it's like, he's going to fight Kamala and then he's going to have a beef with like giant Gonzalez at some point soon. And then he's going to get like, what's left of Yokozuna after they use him as, like, a kind of iconic symbol, right? Because they could just kind of use him to be like, oh, who's going to body slam him? Oh, you know, who's going to, you know, who who's going to be the uh, unstoppable giant? And it's like, all right, well, now we're going to throw you in a casket because we're the Undertaker. You know, like, you're just, it's just becoming his own world. You know, we talked about it before, and I think you've probably seen more of it now, just how he gets his own, like, division of things going on. That yes. you don't really see it. And, like, this is kind of the first beginning of it. Because they're just talking about Kamala just landing, what, three or four splashes on him? And him just sitting back up? Yeah. 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 And it's like, but I, I don't, like, it just breaks the whole dynamic and then makes it somehow be, like, he's a horror movie character that mm-hmm. you have to, like, defeat. But they don't really say why. And right. there's no real, like, he's not the champion. There's no context. No. It's just, I'm going to get you, cause you and you can't beat me. And that's just, then I'm going to end your career by throwing you in a casket. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the level we're at. Also, speaking of um, Kamala, the Ugandan tension, giant. yeah, the Ugandan giant, the tension between um, Harvey Whippleman and the Fink is mm-hmm. really starting here. So buckle up because they're going to pay that off in a couple of years. Yeah, they'll have a delightful, uh, what is it, a tuxedo match? Yeah. Oh, God. Who are you most excited Right now, mm-hmm. as we round the Survivor Series, who are you most excited to meet next year? Oh, and who who are you least happy to lose in terms of your programming? Not like, so not like things that happen like in real life, you know? Like, I, like it's sad that Ric Flair is going to leave into next year and go to WCW. Yeah. No, like you can't rewrite anything. It's sad because he is a lot of fun. And obviously he was still fun there. Yeah. So I can't say I'm sad to lose Ric Flair? No, you can or Mr. Perfect, or whoever. You know, yeah. like, just in general, you're just losing a character. I'm pretty bummed not... about losing both of them. Wow. Honestly. And Bobby Heenan. Um, I'm excited to get Jerry Lawler. Wow. Because I know that nonsense with Bret Hart and Lawler and the Hearts is ridiculous, but I kind of love it. Um, I'm excited to get Diesel. Um, I'm excited for the Owen Hart to be the Owen Hart that I now know and love that back then I did not love at all. I'm excited for that bratty little brother and like the, all the, I'm excited for that, but I think that starts in 93. Yeah, it does. It does. It has to. Yeah. It does. And I'm excited for that. Um, what about you? I'm excited for Yokozuna. Yeah. You like Yokozuna. Yeah. Yokozuna really, uh, it's one of my favorites as a kid. Really excited. Cause he's really like, how can you beat that guy? Yeah. He reminds me of like a, like a boss, like from, an old school video game where you're just like, there's no way you can beat them. And then when you beat them, you're like, I won. And then it stinks. Cause then after somebody's beat him, then other people are going to do it too. But like that mystique when he's just beating everybody, really cool. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to rewatch that again. Yeah, it's fun. It's going to be uh, interesting because that, uh, yeah, that run that he has where he just does not get defeated is yeah. really cool. Yeah. And he really, really works really well, puts on really good shows. 
Um, that's what I'm excited for. Because right now, we're building towards uh, towards that new horizon. We got to lose some of those people in order to get in a spot to get some of the other ones. So it's not like you know, there's there's no world where you can have like a Yokozuna and Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect and Bobby Keenan. It just doesn't. In my world, you can have all those things. Um, you know, I'm not excited. Surprisingly, if you've ever listened to this, I'm not. I'm not too excited that um, Hulk Hogan comes back. Is it just I feel like a bad fit in 1993, and it's kind of like you're forcing this dude to be what he used to be, and he's just there's like a there's all these new kids in town, and I really I just don't like the whole he becomes champ again thing. I just I know a lot of people don't, so it's not that's like, quick though. That that's that's a quick little yeah, but uh. I do love that he has the blackest black eye ever at WrestleMania. Like, That's he true. looks fucked up. And, That's um, true. Not that I like that he got socked in the eye, but, I mean, it just makes everything a little spicy, you know? It's true. When you get real-life injuries. Oh, you know who I'm excited about? Who's that? Bam Bam Bigelow. True. True. Bam he's, Bam's fun. He's my favorite big guy. Bam Bam's fun. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's all coming very soon. Um, I just want to take a moment here and this one to stop because we're just kind of building towards the the finish, really, of this year. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, again, when you think of where we started and who you could have drafted if we were going to draft for one year. Yeah. Uh, and now where, we, where we're ending, you know, and, and who we're going to get. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Anything else you want to put on any of these outside of uh, Comet Man? <laughs> I mean, I wish he had more of everything. Um, No. no i'm ready to go to october i'm ready to get right into october and how many episodes are there in october i think there's five um there should be there should be five okay i'm looking at i mean if there if there's one on every saturday they would be five so we'll try to do uh Maybe two on one, three on the other, and see if we can find yeah, any other matches. That's what we'll do. Well, yeah. As you can hear from this one, it's a little lean. It's a little lean. Um, yeah, we'll have to really um, see if there's any extra footage that we can find. I'm sure there is. We probably could have found more stuff to talk about in September. Um, well, there's a lot that happened, and a lot that happened kind of off screen. Because, I mean, we didn't get to see yeah. that, that championship match on primetime wrestling. We couldn't really find that. No, we can only find it in Spanish, and I really hate that the commentary is kind of, like, key to watching an enjoyable match mm-hmm. on TV. Like, I mean, I know I've seen wrestling events live, and they're great, so at least back then, you know, I've well, seen because, them, but... because it's the crowd. It's the energy of the crowd that's keeping you moving, that everybody's experiencing something the same. It's if you're watching a sporting event. You know, whenever you go to a hockey game or a basketball game, there's nobody talking. You gotta imagine all the stuff in your head, but you just get involved... In the experience. Yeah, and the energy and everything. Right. You know, whereas I when you're just watching it with nothing, you're like, um, hmm. JR, can you tell me what's going on, please? Lawler, why are we not laughing at something? <laughs> Puppies. Puppies. Well, that's all a right. long time Well, away. yeah, I think that's really all I have to say about that. This is a quick episode. Quick hit. Quick and dirty. 30 minutes. In and out. That's what she said. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Montreal was a work. Wait. Wait. Don't forget. Like, subscribe, follow. (laughs) 
at BLC underscore pod. Please fix the GMO WWE 2K22. Well, that was the Twitter. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Becky left the chat on Instagram. And uh, Becky left the chat at gmail.com if you want to drop us a hello. And uh, We are produced by us. Edited by Jen. <laughs> mixed and scored by not me, but maybe mixed. Um, and we will be back next Tuesday. Yeah. Bye. Bye.